The Deep Dive with Nick Baby. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast with Nick Babel. I'm your host, Nick Babel. Today, I will be talking with fellow film buff and my friend, Kurt Parker. Um, Kurt was with me back on the, the Star Trek podcast that we did. Um, Kurt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. It's, uh, it's good to be back uh, talking about another, uh, I don't know, something, uh, another topic I think I can get passionate about so i think this will be good <laughs> yeah i mean so today we're gonna be talking about bad films and um i think of all the people i know you probably are the only one that i would say has maybe seen more films than me um i'm pretty good i'm a pretty deep cinephile but i think you probably you get into some of the older stuff more than I do. Um, but I think that's a good segue into like, when we're talking bad films, there's several kinds of bad films. Don't you think like- Yeah. I, I think when, when a lot of people think bad films, especially now with how uh, this sort of, you know, this ironic, you know, it's so, it's so bad. It's good. That kind of thing. I think that's where people go first when they hear about a bad film. Right. Um, like if you watch uh, Rift Tracks, which is all the, if, if you're not familiar with it, it's all the guys from mystery science theater 3000. And uh, they, they still basically do the same thing. They just don't have puppets anymore. They just watch the movies and you can like put the movie on and they comment on it. Um, like there's some movies on there, like, like the Miami connection is a great example. Yes. It I've is, you know, movie. you know, of that movie. Okay. Yes. So it is a terrible movie. It's, yeah. it's a, it's basically a movie that about college students who are in a band, but they're also karate ninjas <laughs> right. or something. The, the, and, the podcast, how did this get made? Did a great episode on it. And, but I got to tell you though, so I've, I obviously I first saw it uh, on riff tracks, like, and they're making fun of it and it was bad. Right. But God damn it. If that isn't a good movie to watch, like yes. it's fun, it's a bad movie, but it is really, it's a lot of fun to watch even without the, you know, the riff tracks thing. Um, it's, it's, it's actually a genuinely fun movie to watch, even though it's so bad. And that's that was what the how did this get made guys said. They're like, this movie's fucking awesome. It's terrible. And it's the music, the music is amazing. Uh, there's there's scenes where they're playing the music in the band, like in their club or whatever. And there's the there's a song that they do called Friends, and it's just a song about them being friends for eternity and stuff. It is, it's amazing. It it is just amazing. So that's that's a type of bad films. There's there's campy films. There's Films that know they're bad, um, they're tongue-in-cheek, they're supposed to be bad. There's films that are unironically bad, where they, they think they're a regular movie or they're they're trying, but they're, you know, but they're fun. That's right. the key point. That's the... They're... Like, like The Room. The Room is a good example yeah. of that. That movie, uh, they weren't trying to make a bad movie, but they made a bad movie, but people loved it. And then there's mainstream bad movies. Now, there's a couple movies that people consider bad movies. I fucking love them. There's uh, Armageddon, huge movie. 
it's it's good. I, mm. I like it. Yeah, and, I love and, that movie. And and it's I, I will say I think it's a bad movie, but it's a good movie at the same time. I you know that's that's where the word bad loses me. But I've heard <laughs> enough people say that 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 movie's bad, but like it's fun. I love that movie. I I think parts of it yeah are bad. The, you know, it's Michael Bay doing everything that he wanted to do with the most money they ever gave him, maybe other than Transformers. And, you know, so that's another type of bad movie. But I, for this podcast, we were putting together, we each put together a separately list of movies that we thought were bad and, and not in a fun way. Like, you know, for my list, at least, kind of different reasons for each one like why it's not fun what and um i don't know like most of these movies genuinely anger me <laughs> that they're, that that's they were how that's kind of how i feel about most of them yeah and um i think at the end we're also gonna do we're gonna talk about we each thought of a movie and it, maybe it's the same movie we don't know we might run into the thing we did with the Star Trek podcast for anybody that listened where we do our list and they're very similar, but I they think were identical least, on that. So, yeah, I, I think um, at least a few of these movies are not going to be on, on Kurt's list. And, I, and um, I'm really interested to see if the movie that where the ending ruined, it's the same one, but um, so usually with the podcast, I do a big, preamble and um that's kind of what we did on the star trek one too and we didn't really have much time for we kind of sped up the deep dive part of it because the preamble was uh was us talking you know about each star trek um series which was really good uh so i think we're just gonna get get right into it and um and we were talking before the podcast i know my list isn't in any specific order um, because they're all bad for different reasons. So it was hard to, you know, hate one much more than the other for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start with one that I think I'm guessing is on your list. And if it's not, that'd be interesting that, that it's not. And then if it is, we'll talk about our reasons, but I'm going to start with the 2008, the happening. So the great thing about this, like our Star Trek episode, the happening is number five on my list. Yes. So <laughs> here we go. Kurt and I saw this in the theater together. I mean, that's another interesting thing I was thinking about. And I don't we know. We saw a lot of bad movies in the theater together. Yes. Uh, and I, I think, I, I think almost all of the ones I'm, I was thinking of right off the top of my head, we saw in the theater, or I think I saw in the theater with you. Yeah. It's funny. I was thinking about this when I was putting the list together. I've seen more films in the theater with you than maybe anybody else ever. Just because I don't know why, because I know because we saw films together in high school and then yeah. and then when everybody else moved away and stuff, you you lived with me or lived upstairs. Yeah, so we were seeing movies then. So I've definitely seen more films in the theater with you than than anybody. So it's not surprising that we have some of these but so this movie M. Night Shyamalan which is not surprising that he makes a worse movie list um, 
Marky Mark Wahlberg is the is in this movie. He's the main character. I think it was the first movie or one of the first movies they let him. Well, maybe not. Um, yeah, I think it was like his first big major role, right? Like, um, no, Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights, yes. Yeah, like almost or like eleven years before. That was his breakthrough thing. Yeah. But it's still a cast movie. This is this is when he was trying to become like uh, the leading man, kind of. Yeah. yeah, like an action star and stuff. He makes faces throughout this movie. I remember just like scared faces, expressive faces. Yeah, yeah. Just bad, hammy, shitty acting. And then the premise of the movie, and I remember sitting with you, and right away we were both like, this is the fucking premise of the movie? Well, so the biggest problem was that they changed the premise of the movie halfway through. So the movie starts off that the plants are creating... uh, Toxin, right? Tox, uh, a, a pollen or toxin or whatever that's making people kill themselves. Yeah. But then uh, they, like halfway through the movie, three quarters of the way through the movie, um, they they change it to where the plants can move and they're creating the wind. Yes, uh, that's what I have in my thing. The wind is the villain of the film. Wind. Listen, folks. Wind. Air moving, which is not a thing. It's air is always moving. Yeah, and and that wasn't the premise of the movie when the movie started. It, it wasn't that the trees were like shaking their leaves and creating wind and blowing pollen around. It was just that they were creating pollen. And then later in the movie, all of a sudden, there the trees are like creating wind to chase them with the pollen. And they're going after the main characters. And then yeah. at the end, there's this the scene with him and the, the main girl and this old lady, and it gets the old lady, but they shut the door for on a garage door or something, and it the wind can't figure it out. And they keep showing like horror shots of the wind blowing trees. We were so like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I, I think uh part of what, what landed this at number five on my list and not higher is it, it, for me, it it dances very close to that. um, So bad. It's good line. It doesn't quite make it there though, but two reasons you were saying his face, his facial things that he does. Yes. It's almost funny. Almost funny. (laughs) But the the two things that reason that it doesn't is because M night Shyamalan, who I love and hate, He's not trying to be campy. Yeah, yeah. He was making this was a serious attempt. This was this, this was, was a serious art. Yeah. <laughs> and it just falls so short. And you know, I just remember the lines, the, the actual dialogue was bad. And and it the only thing I can say positive about the movie was I do remember that like it definitely was done by a big production company. You know what I mean? Like the stuff was pretty. The It, it looked like a movie. It looked I'll like a movie. <laughs> but the acting was bad. The, the wind so, was the bad guy. I couldn't get over that. The wind was the villain. Yeah. And, and what, what really truly makes this bad, aside from everything we've already said, is that, um, you know, Mark Wahlberg, he's not a great actor, but he's, a, he's fine. 
I, I don't think he's that bad of an actor. If you watch right. him in like Boogie Nights or some of the other stuff he's done, he's fine. He's perfectly fine. Yeah, this is one of those movies where where the director somehow managed to make everybody a terrible actor. Yeah. And that almost takes skill. And I do actually another thing that I'm just remembering. I remember the very beginning of the film was a little scary. The woman was sitting on a bench like in Washington, D.C. or something like out in a public park. And then all of a sudden she like jams a pencil in her ear. Yeah, yeah. And we were, and that part was like, oh shit, what's this? Well, yeah, and then be? they the, they had the part with like the guy getting eaten by the lions, and then the the person laying down in front of the lawnmower. You know, it was kind of yeah. cool. It was kind of gory. It was, you know, it, it started off good. You know, and then, uh, you know, um, shoot, there's another movie that's actually based off an old horror movie, like a '50s or '60s horror movie. And it started the guy from Justified. Um, oh, you're talking about the crazies. The crazies. Yeah. Now, that was a similar plot in a way, but it wasn't bad. It was yeah, actually yeah. a scary fucking movie. I, I Did we see that in the theater together, too? No, I saw that with my wife. I know okay, because I, I saw that. I did see that one in the theater. I just didn't remember... But yeah, I actually, I have that. I don't think I've watched it since then either. I even have it on Blu-ray and I haven't watched it, but I have like a two-pack with the original version of it too. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one being fine. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an Oscar winner or nothing, but it was a scary movie and it it didn't do stuff stupid for the sake of being stupid like M. Night Shyamalan always has to do, you know? So um, anything else on that movie or... No, that one, like I said, that one hit my number five spot just because, and maybe this is a good thing. I actually kind of had trouble coming up with, I tried to do like a, a top five, basically. I had trouble coming up with something to fill each slot. I was able to do it. I probably could have thrown one or two more in there if my list was longer. But this one, I thought it deserved the spot it had because I think the other ones on my list are worse. Right. And I have I have good reasons for it. <laughs> so you take it away. What's what's your next one? All right. So next up, I put Little Fockers. <laughs> um, the the third in the uh, what was the original? We Meet the Parents, I believe, was the first one. And then there was Meet the Fockers. And then there was Little Fockers. And this was one of the ones we saw in the theater, right? I was thinking about that. I have. I've seen the movie. I know I have. I have no recollection of this film. I, I have, have very little recollection. My, the, what I remember of it, this might have even been one we walked out of the theater on before we even watched the whole thing. It, may, it could have been. Um, but what I remember of it was, and maybe the second one was the same way, and probably the, maybe the first one was too, I don't know. But it was just like, <laughs> his name's Gaylord Fokker. Get that, kids? It sounds like Fucker. That's his last name. Fucker, 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 Fucker. The first you know? one is a decent comedy. It's not bad. The second one I remember was like getting kind of cheese ball, like you said, where it was like everything was trying to hit the, which happens a lot in comedy sequels, where they try to hit the same jokes from the first yep. movie. The, the hangover they, movies. Yeah. suffered from that to an extent yeah. and that's what and then for for no reason they made the third one there, there was no reason to do that i mean i guess just money and i i know i saw it 
I remember it had it was with the baby and yeah, so a couple it's, babies. Maybe it's even a bit unfair for us to even be talking about it because we can barely remember it. But what I remember of it is that it was terrible. And like I said, I think this is one that that we might have walked out of the theater on. <laughs> it didn't make it my so list. Bad. It was just too unmemorable to make my list. But and, I don't argue that it was a bad film. <laughs> but and and just to and not that I normally go by this because I like some movies that have really low ratings. But uh, Little Fockers on um rotten tomatoes has a nine percent wow oh and that the happening has a 17 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah so i mean it's 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 not well regarded (laughs) for sure (laughs) um but yeah i just i i have a problem with the the humor that's i don't know it's it's just not it's they're not even trying to be clever you know and De Niro did this thing where at some point he decided not to read the scripts before he took the movies or so, something like that. Like, I don't know if he was bad with his money. I'm not making accusations. I don't know. I've heard from other celebrities like on shows or podcasts that he's a real dickhead to work with. Uh, the same thing has come out. Well, I say has come out. I mean, this was like, remember like 10 years ago when uh, Bruce Willis did that movie with Jim Norton and, and Tracy. Morgan? Oh, Tracy Morgan. Uh, apparently they, uh, they were saying the same thing about him then. Like he's just, and he's still doing, I just, he just had another movie released that I never, another straight to video. He's, I don't know if he just doesn't give a shit and he's just cashing in the money or what's yeah, going on, but he's, and, he's, he's and they said he was kind of a, a dick on set too. Like, he didn't even show up, I guess, to the to the cop out uh, any of the press stuff. They right. literally had to like Photoshop him into all the artwork for the posters and everything because he wasn't funny. even there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that was the one with uh, who, who directed that. Um, what's his name? Uh, was that Kevin Smith? That was Kevin Smith. Smith. Was it? Yes, it was Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith very famously said that Bruce Willis was a real asshole. And it's funny because Kevin Smith is in Die Hard 4. He's the computer guy. Like, he works with Bruce Willis before that. But <laughs> I guess when he directed him, he was like, yeah. Fucking. But, yeah, similar career paths where De Niro, I think it started, must be like the early 2000s or something. It was after the the first Fockers movie and maybe even kind of the second one just because it was in the same zone. Um, those were like sweet spots. Like that was like the last he did those movies, and he did like the analyze this. Oh, here, here you go. So I just looked it up. Meet the Parents has an eighty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a funny movie. It's so, so and it uh, it even has a seven out of 10, 10 on IMDb. IMDb is notorious for for giving even good movies low ratings. So yeah. seven out of ten. Yeah, I mean that's that's impressive. Yeah. It does some good things. It's, um, you know, Ben Stiller's a funny guy, you know, too. And, but then they just, they just wanted to capitalize that. And I think you said the Little Fockers came out quite a bit later, right? Like yeah, it was 2007, 2010. 2010. Yeah. So they were just trying to get one last bite out of the, the sandwich with that. Yeah. And, he, and he'd already, you know, he puts his name to anything and 
know, just a bad movie. Didn't make my list because, like I said, I didn't even barely remember it. But yeah, yeah, you know, sometimes, sometimes movies are so bad that the trauma of having seen it blocks <laughs> it out of your mind. <laughs> That's true. But I think a movie, at least the movies on my list, they get to a certain point of bad where I'm thinking as I'm watching them, this is one of the worst fucking things I've ever seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I'm going to remember that this movie is fucking horrendous. Um, all right. So the next one on my list, and this one comes with a nice story. And I think this is on your list too, I would guess. But 2008, The Strangers. That is on my list. Okay. So I'm going to tell the story and you can add to it. And if you remember it a little different. I think I know the story you're going to tell. So Kurt and I saw this in the theater. We showed up a little late. We usually were pretty early on movies. I don't know why, but for some reason, this one, we got there pretty late. And it was opening weekend to it. Yep. And it was, the theater was packed. And it was a lot of college kids. And we got stuck at the bottom, like, right. Like, two or three rows from the screen. Um, and we never normally would sit there. So that's Yeah, because you have to, like, crane your neck up and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so the movie's going on. And it's, it's a serial killer slasher movie and i'll get into the the terribleness of this movie later but for the story so we're watching it and uh i remember there's two things that happened it was actually one of the wildest crowd experiences i've ever had in a movie this every time something like suspenseful was happening like somebody moved the camera moved quick this college girl kept going ah, ah, and she did it like three times and then she did it a fourth time and then this college guy from the other side of the theater goes shut up bitch <laughs> and everybody started laughing do you remember that yeah <laughs> and uh so that was funny everybody started laughing and then she stopped doing that and then in the front row okay so this is the movie start. The movie like takes a little bit to get into the killing. I don't know how long into it. Half hour, forty five minutes, whatever. But then, like when the first people started getting killed in the movie, all of a sudden these little kids—and I mean little kids, like eight, nine, six, seven, whatever—I don't know. There was like I think they're even younger than that. Maybe they started sobbing, and. And then all of a sudden, this woman stands up and she's taking the kids out. And I don't know if it was the same college kid or a different college kid. He goes, you're a terrible mother. And then everybody started laughing and clapping. <laughs> and, and, she did, and she left the theater. You remember, remember that part? Too? Oh, yeah. That's that's the story I was I was thinking you were going to tell. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, the crowd engagement was so good. And And the weird thing about this movie is that I'd like to think that the crowd engagement was so good because nobody was actually watching the movie. But, but from what I've seen since that movie came out, it doesn't have great reviews and stuff, but a lot of, a a lot. Yeah. A lot of people like that movie. I, I, when I was just looking it up a few minutes before we started here, uh, that screen rant site, which is kind of a clickbaity entertainment site, but you know, they do 
write-ups and stuff. And they're like, why The Strangers is still one of the best slasher movies of all time. And I'm like, <sighs> are you fucking kidding me? I don't get it. it. I put that in my notes that for some reason, this movie has become a cult classic. It's 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is the highest of any movie on, on my list. And yeah, it's, I actually got into an argument with kind of like a, on Twitter with, um, he's a famous, he's a famous podcaster and best New York Times bestseller guy, Shay Serrano. He, he works for the ringer. He's really funny. He's a really good guy. And uh, he interacts with people on Twitter, which is cool. But he said he was talking about the best horror movies. And he said, like, and he had the happening like right up there. And I'm like, I said, listen, Liv Tyler is great, but that movie is f- terrible. And then he's like, no, buddy, that movie is awesome. You, you don't know what you're talking. Like, he, he was, I'm like, there's no way. So, um, I, so this movie, it's a. Re- I think it's also a remake of an old horror film. If I I'm don't know about that, I'm not sure. Not a hundred percent on that, um, but I think it is. I don't know if it followed the same plot, but the plot was ridiculous. There was, it's two adults or three adults. I believe it starts off with two, and then they call their friend. So it's three adults in a house in the country. And then these kit and one, uh, two of the adults are male and one's a female, Liv Tyler. And then it gets dark out and then the house gets surrounded by teenagers wearing like creepy masks. Yeah. And this isn't, um, we're not led to believe that this is like supernatural. Right. And they're not. Yeah. Uh, from everything I know, they're, they're just crazy people. Yeah. Just just psychopaths, nothing supernatural about them. All they have is knives and axes. They don't have guns. The one guy that comes over or, or he's there, he shows up, he has a shotgun. Yeah, they, so they have, they have uh, the inside of the house. They literally have the high ground upstairs. Yes. And they, and they the problem with the movie was that it was, it was. It wasn't just like, oh, the co-ed's running through the running through the woods, and Jason's, you know, stalking after her, and she trips, and he gets her. It was just blunder after blunder after blunder, and it was just so just shovel feeding you blunders so that the plot could continue, so that they could kill these people. These were the dumbest fucking people, and by the end, I was cheering for them to die. Yeah, because they deserved it, and. It was just such fucking nonsense. Like, they have the high ground, like you said. They even make the point of Liv Tyler at one point goes in this room that has no windows in it. And there really wasn't much in the room. And she could literally go up to the wall. And I think it was on the second floor, too. So nobody could come up behind her. Was she in a closet? I think she literally got into a closet on the second floor. She might have done that, too. But there's one point where she's in a room. Like, no windows. Nobody can come up behind her. She has the shotgun. Okay. You wait it out. You wait it out till the next morning or till somebody realizes you're missing. No. What does she do? She panics. And I think she ends up shooting the one friend. Yeah. Like shoots him in the face. I I don't know. But yeah, Yeah. I remember one of them gets shot because the other one, like she panics and kills him. Yeah. And then instead of still staying in the house, I mean, because so then she runs out and, loses the shotgun to the killers 
And like you said, it's every stupid fucking thing you would do. And it made no... The plot was so bad. I mean... Uh, they had a gun. That They had a gun, and they were in a... They weren't in a campground. Like you said, they weren't sitting on a lake in the dark and like who could they were yeah, in a house. They were in an inside a house, you know, fully defensible. And you know, I'm not just talking like, oh, I would I would defend myself, I would shoot them. I'm just saying, like, they just acted like they just, you know, did every stupid cliche stereotype thing yeah. that you don't do in a horror movie, but they were serious about it. It wasn't a parody. No, no parody. They were trying to make it scary. You know, there was places in the house where them with a shotgun, you stand there, and if those killers come in one by one, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. There wasn't a hundred of them. There was like three I think it was literally, I think there were two. I think it was just two. I think it was at least three. Was it? Uh, either way, it wasn't many. It, yeah. it, like, it, it was not a hard situation to get out of. Yeah, it was pretty much, I think it was even numbers. It was like three on three. And I think that was the problem they had with the movie was they had they had to just make up dumb shit for the killers to get their way because there was no possible way if you were writing these as normal people that that it would go it would go that way. Yeah. It was just you know, I don't know. Slasher movies, like you said, sometimes can fall into that thing of the the dumb girl falls up the stairs or yeah. blah, blah, blah. But they're tropes and whatever, and they can be fun. And, you know, um, the Scream movies was like a loose parody of that stuff, which was really good. But this wasn't that. Like, it no. was just so force-fed. And I don't know why people like stand for this movie like they're this is it's a cult classic and i'm just shocked yeah it, it's like i i like to compare like the gold standard that i compare any slasher movie i watch against is uh, like the earlier uh friday the 13th movies like friday the 13th part three is in in my opinion it's like the perfect slasher movie um, it's actually the first one uh, where Jason wears the the hockey mask too. Right. Um, but that movie, it it has a lot of the tropes in it, but and it you know it, it doesn't take itself super seriously either. But right. it's creepy. Um, it's it's gory. There's there's some tropes, but you know you get your you get your boobs, you get your gore, you get your you get a little bit of everything. Right. It's like the perfect recipe, the perfect mix for for a slasher movie. And and I try I kind of compare any slasher movie I see to those. So like there's newer ones. There's a series called Hatchet, and they were made really recently, within the last ten years or so. There's three or four movies, and they're very similar to the Friday the Thirteenth movies, except they take place like in a swamp in Louisiana. But it's similar in that um, Victor Crowley, the the Jason character, he's like right. a supernatural, big, hulky monster, basically. But those movies are fun because they they don't take themselves even as seriously as the Jason movies did. But they're super gory, and they use like yeah. it's all practical effects. 
so it doesn't look cheap it's just really gory it's a lot of fun you get some boobs here and there and it's like you know it follows the recipe and it, it changes it up a little bit but it's good um and you know those movies are never going to win any awards for anything except maybe special effects if they had right backing from a major studio but but yeah the strangers it just falls flat on every single one of those categories and and, and we touched on this point but you just brought it up with that other movie those other characters friday the 13th um nightmare on elm street there's a supernatural presence and this movie i think teases it a little bit like you think like who are these people are they no by the end like when they kill them i i I don't remember how it turns out. I think Liv Tyler survives. and Yeah, I, they, I don't even remember myself. These, I don't care to. <laughs> yeah, these people die. They get shot or stabbed or hit with an axe and they bleed and die. There's no supernatural, nothing about these. Fucking well, you know, and, and I'm not even like, that's not even a prerequisite for me. I just. But it would make just, sense. But just, but yeah, they, the the way they behave and the way, I don't know, it's like. It's almost like they were supernatural and that they made their prey act really stupid. Yeah. Like they gave off happening chemicals to their prey uh, who, who then basically killed themselves out of stupidity. So, I mean, and we didn't plan this, but kind of how it's just my thinking was going kind of like how with the happening, I brought up a movie that did the same plot, but did actually did it. This movie's parallel is The Purge. You know, I still haven't watched any of the Purge movies. I don't, I've only watched the first one. I've heard they're good. Yeah, it's an interesting, but but the thing with the Purge is the same thing where, you know, the Purge is different. The different the plot is more like, you know, anybody can commit. There's holes in it. Believe me, there's holes yeah. in the plot. But it's the same thing that the killers are just people that want to kill people that don't have any superpowers that surround their house and sneak in and but it doesn't make you know it doesn't do the things like this movie did that just makes the main people dumb just makes them like there's certain dumb parts in that one too but it's i think that's a good parallel where you can actually make this movie but just make it make it bad yeah yeah um so i think it is your turn all right. Uh, next on my list, I don't know if you've seen this, and to be quite honest with you, I've only seen about the first half hour of it because it was so goddamn bad. Uh, it is. Uh, let me pull it up here. It is 2015's Mordecai, starring Johnny Depp. No, I have never seen it. I don't. Do you, are you familiar with it? You know the name sounds familiar, and I do like Johnny Depp in general. Um, this one, I don't remember he, that one. It's Johnny Depp and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, and he's wow. a he's a, a detective or a private eye, and it's bad. It's just really bad. There's the whole like first several minutes of the movie. He his mustache ran away, or he misplaced his mustache what? or something, and they're like chasing it around the house trying to find it or something, and it was. It was like trying to be quirky, funny, but it was just like you're watching. You're like, what the fuck is going on? And I don't know. I I, I can't even say a whole lot about it because, like I said, I only watched like the first half hour, but it, it was bad. It was it was really trying 
so hard to to be funny um and those oh, yeah, are two so, a two a-list actors oh it gets better though it had ewan mcgregor um paul bettany oh, i mean wow. it had like like real actors in it yeah uh 12 on rotten tomatoes by the way wow um yeah it was it was really i i, I don't even know i don't even know what to say about it like it it, it's in this middle ground on my list because it, it was just bad. Right. And, and I, I didn't have like this overarching reason to hate it right, like, right. because it insulted other movies. Like the happening, I had at number five because I had, it, it kind of wasn't as bad as these other movies right. because of certain reasons. So I put it there and my, my number one movie z- are you know they're there be- for a reason right uh that makes them really bad but not because they're necessarily terrible this was just bad this right. was just straight up bad uninteresting bad no good reason other than it just it was just trying to be quirky and it didn't work it's funny that i missed that one totally because i don't know i like i usually eventually see a johnny depp movie like he did that stephen king one which I've only watched once, but every time I see that it's on, I'm like, I'm going to watch that again. And then I don't watch it. Uh, fuck. Now I'm forgetting what it was. It was, he's like in a cabin and he's a writer. Oh, that one's pretty good. Uh, Secret Window. Yeah. Secret Window. Yeah. yeah. That one's actually really good. Yeah. It, it's, I kind of liked it. It was weird, but it was quirky, but it yeah. was, it was okay. It was fine. It I mean, Stephen King wrote it. So it's got to be at least half decent. Um, but yeah, I just totally missed that. I think I remember seeing a poster of that Mordecai or something, but I just never. Yeah, never so the it. the um, the promotional material for it, they had all of these. Uh, a bunch of them were like they would have Johnny Depp and Gwyneth Paltrow and Ewan McGregor, and they'd all have his mustache. Yeah, exactly. Poster. Yeah, yeah, I definitely saw the posters for it. And I think, I think that's one of those <coughs> movies that they um, they knew was bad. So they didn't they didn't market it that much. Must be. Like they made the movie and then they're like, oh shit. So they, you know, they put out the posters and whatever, but they didn't really make a big deal out of it. And it just kind of came and went relatively quietly. It 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 died a, a, a slow death. <laughs> it died a slow, peaceful death. Like yeah. <laughs> um all right. So my next one, another one I saw with you. And would be surprised if it's not on your list. It actually could be higher on my list, but like we were talking about, this list, I don't really have it like specifically numbered. They're all bad for their own reasons. And I just figure, <coughs> excuse me, this one you definitely saw. It's uh, again, 2008. A lot of these movies, we must have been seeing movies like fucking crazy in 2008. 2008's The Spirit. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about The Spirit. So I saw it in the theater with you. Okay. It was the angriest I've ever seen you in a movie theater. You do, do you remember that? Like how upset you were? It was like, it was the, the weird like Nazi thing or whatever, right? Yes. Sam Jackson, for some reason, he's the bad guy. And then it's never mentioned, but then like in the middle of the movie, he starts dressing as Hitler. Yeah. Just out of the blue. It was fucking it's bizarre. Not set, it's not set in like Nazi Germany or anything. It's... It's a Frank Miller film that was. This is uh, one of those movies that I think caused me so much trauma 
that I blocked it out of my mind because it's all flooding back in. <laughs> I thought for sure this would make your list because those other movies, you know, I remember we didn't like them, but I literally remember you stood up at the end of this movie and booed it <laughs> lustily. And I remember another guy started booing too. And we were like, uh, and this was a movie too where you go, you said to me, let's get out of here. Like, and midway through the movie, and I said, and the problem, do you remember why we, we didn't We leave? had, we were watching another movie afterwards. Yes, we had a double feature ticket. Do you remember what the movie was? I do. Uh, no. Was it Love it, Guru? No, I never, I don't know. I, I never even watched that one. No, it was actually an all right movie. It was that Brad Pitt one um, where he de-ages. Oh, Benjamin Button. Yeah. Benjamin Button. We had, we had a ticket for Benjamin Button later. And we're like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? Like, if we take yeah, off Yeah, we would have to just hang out for like an hour and a half. Or <laughs> so we stayed oh, and it was, so this movie, it's a, uh, Frank Miller did it and he was doing all these movies back then. Sin City. Sin City was great. Sin it was City a good was movie. awesome. And, and uh, Sin City 2, dog shit. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as the spirit, but it just wasn't good. It was boring. I, it was dull. I think what happened was Frank Miller took the praise that he got from Sin City and he kept trying to like um you know do the certain things with the movie. I, I, he pulled he pulled a Shyamalan, I think. Bad scripts and he he got he got some praise for doing some of the movies and he just started jerking himself off yeah. thinking about his movies and 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 that was it, you know? Yeah. And this is supposed to be a superhero film. He's supposed to be, you know, and I, I think one of the reasons, and I, maybe I'm speaking for you on this, but I think you said one of the reasons you didn't like the, that you really hated this movie is you really like old timey radio stuff. Yeah. And the spirit was supposed to be like a old timey radio. Yeah. It superhero. was, it was very much in the vein Obviously, it was the same style as as Sin City because it had that weird black and white style with color here yeah. and there. But yeah, it was very much more of a singular character driven thing, like Dick Tracy or The Shadow, even you know, yeah. like something or even like um, Boston Blackie. Like there was a, there was a hint of like detective what, in there. What was that Alec Baldwin one? That was The Shadow. The Shadow. Yeah, you know. That's one of those movies I didn't necessarily like when I saw it, but I get that it's a good movie. It's 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 not amazing. Like if I were to make a shadow movie, I I would have made something better. Right. Like I like it, and part of it is probably because it's the only shadow movie that there is, or at least the only modern shadow. They, they made could, a bunch of serials and stuff back in the forties. They could redo that one. Yeah, yeah, I would love to see that because it's it's a property that everyone's forgotten i mean that was the early 90s mid 90s that that one came out but i think maybe maybe the spirit was frank miller trying to do his version of that or something. I, I think so yeah it was definitely in that you know 1930s 1940s style of superhero kind of so the thing. other things i have about the movie 14 percent on rotten tomatoes that's pretty fucking low yeah and uh it has Scarlett Johansson and Eva Mendes and Sam Jackson. The main character is some guy I never even fucking heard of. I think his career ended with this movie. Uh, and um, and I mean, I just remember that they tried to use Scarlett Johansson and Eva Mendes to like 
you know, save the movie with their hot hotness and stuff, yeah, and they were yeah. dressed in like leather stuff. And but I just remember when Sam Jackson comes out dressed as Hitler, you looked at me and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like, well, yeah, because it it was like this. I I remember what I remember of it. It was just this scene out of the blue that made no sense. No it sense. Was j- it was jarring. Like it was like you're watching a movie that's not very good. And then Sam Jackson is dressed as a Nazi. And you're like, what? What? Yeah. It was it, it borderlines on that like fun thing, but not, but no, it doesn't. Yeah. Like it doesn't, I don't know if they're trying to be campy with it. It made no logical sense. And and honestly, that's the one I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that wasn't on your list because I've never seen you more furious. In no, film. I'm telling you, there is something to that whole thing <laughs> where when I see a movie that's bad enough, I'll either remember it forever or I will totally block it out of my head. There's not really much middle ground there. I just remember there was not a lot of people in the theater, just a handful, but you stood up and when the credits came in, you're boo! <laughs> And then another guy that was in front of us, he was like, yeah, boo. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, I just always remember that. So anytime I hear that name, which you never hear about that movie, that that's another thing. Yeah. Nobody yeah, talks about that. But I just, Sam Jackson is a Nazi. I'm like, what the fuck? It's definitely the forgotten of the, the Frank Miller movies. Yes. He did Sin City. Everybody loved it. Then he did The Spirit. And nobody talks about that. And then, <laughs> and then he did Sin City too, and everyone was like, "Yeah, whatever." Like, it's, yeah, it's not. Did he do? Things. Did he do the Watchmen? No, that was well. No, maybe. I think he might. Maybe have. he did. Watchmen was good. Yeah, and the show was good that they did on it too. Um, so, what is your next movie? All right, so I think I'm because uh, we already covered the Strangers. Um, that takes me to the top of my list. And the top of my list is a uh, trilogy of films. It is the Star Wars prequel trilogy. And I have them rated as my my personal worst movies uh, because of what they were and who they were made by and what they were supposed to be. What would our prequel memes think? (laughs) (laughs) They would probably agree with me. Although I don't know. So that's the thing. Like they have a lot of fun with, with the, with the movies, but I, I don't. And, and the reason why is growing up, I had seen the original star Wars movies maybe once or twice ever. And I thought they were okay, but like a lot of older movies, um, I don't have the problem now so much, but I used to have the problem. And and it is a real thing. Like movies used to be made differently. They were paced differently. They weren't as uh, flashy with special effects sometimes, you know, whatever. It was just, it was just how they made movies and the technological limitations and all these factors went into movies were just slower back in the day. So I was, that's why I never really got big into star Wars. I was more of a star Trek person because Star Trek had some newer stuff that I grew up with that was more current with what just what people were used to at the time, you know, same. It, it was really that simple. And when the prequel movies came out, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, like I, I like star, I like uh, science fiction. Um, 
I'm definitely more of a Star Trek fan, but I got nothing against Star Wars. So I'm like, all right, yeah, cool. Let's let's watch these. And it was sort of like the happening in that George Lucas somehow took, you know, a billion dollars and a bunch of really good actors and and he he put it all in a machine and he and he he hit the button on the machine and he opened the door and he just pulled this big pile of dog shit out. <laughs> and and that was the movie. Like it, it was he got accused of pandering to children back on the one of the original Star Wars movies that had the the Ewoks in it. Right. And and that paled in comparison to what he did with at least uh the the first of the prequel movies. Um, did you did you uh, have these down where you want to break each one down or um no they're they're basically I can I think I can talk about them as a whole because they all kind of suffered from the same problems right. I think um the the first one of course had Jar Jar Binks in it which was you know yes. a big problem for many people including myself <laughs> um but you know he was like the the new ewok basically he was the new like oh look george lucas is i saw that one in the theater what'd you think of it um okay so i'll give you my background on star wars which is even a little bit less than yours i'd i don't even remember which one i'd seen i i'd seen one of the older ones or maybe and i just i was always blah with Star Wars, like I know people got into it, and I know I know a lot of people are Star Wars and Star Trek, and then I know some people are just Star Wars, and then some people are just Star Trek. I'm just Star Trek. I those first couple movies never did anything for me, um, and then when it got when that one came out, what year was the first one out? Uh, ninety nine. Ninety nine. I. I don't know who I saw it with. I just remember I definitely went to the theaters and saw it. And um, I don't know. I just, it did the same to me as the other ones. I, I was like, well, you know, this is, I don't get the mythology. I know Star Wars is more religious. Well, the- that was part of the other problem that, that I didn't have so much of a problem with it, but a lot of like more hardcore Star Wars fans did. This is where, um, George Lucas introduced uh, the midichlorians thing where like the yeah. force was was like bacteria or something like it was these little creatures inside your body and the more you had of them like the stronger your force power was or whatever which I mean I don't really care like if you want to explain it scientifically like that kind of whatever but but yeah like he just he he ruined something that was was beloved by so many people you know and he made really good actors into bad actors uh, apparently even even to the point where they're bringing back um uh what's his name hayden christensen yeah they're bringing him back for for uh the the obi-wan show and ewan mcgregor but they're bringing him back as darth vader because i guess they feel like he didn't get a fair shake with george lucas directing him yeah, it really like, fucked his career. Yeah, a lot of people, that was his big, I mean, he was in other, well, it was afterward, but yeah, I mean, that was like his big break. And it just happened to be in a series of movies that everybody was a really bad actor in. 
Um, was Sam Jackson in that first one, or I think so. Um, I can't. I can't remember. I know. I he just was remember in, one of them. And I don't think it was the first one. Maybe this is the second one. I, I think he was in the first one because he was. Oh wait, no, that was that was. Uh, never mind. That was uh, the Irish guy uh, from the Taken movies. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was the he was Obi Wan's mentor, not not Sam. Yeah. Sam Jackson was like a higher up guy or whatever. But um, but yeah, so basically, with those movies, the reason I have them up so high as bad movies is because they had they had no right to be bad. They had right. no right or business being bad, and the dialogue in them is bad. It's it's stilted and unnatural. It's like uh, it's like either if if a child or an alien wrote the dialogue um there's a i remember there was there was a scene where uh i think obi-wan's talking to uh anakin and he's like uh the sith are evil and then and then anakin's like well from my point of view it's the jedi who are evil and it's like really somebody wrote that line and then told an actor to say like you know it was just such a Okay, we know that. We know from your point of point of view of the Jedi, that's what this whole conflict is. Why what why would you yeah. even like say it like that in such a childish way? And then there was the whole uh I hate sand, it, it gets everywhere and it's abrasive or something, you know. And then there's um, a joke, everybody jokes about the high ground. Yeah, yeah. With those movies. And I think uh, that's one of the least bad of them, <laughs> honestly. Like that's the thing, too. So these movies they tell a really great story. You know, they tell the story of, of Darth Vader growing up as a child. He's like, he's, he's the good guy. And then by the end, he's Darth Vader, mm. you know, and it's a really good story. It's a really cool story. And they fucked it up. They completely yeah. fucked it up. Um, when, when he finally comes out at the end of uh, revenge of the Sith and uh, he's uh, he's Darth Vader finally, and and he sees what they've done to him. He 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 breaks free from all of his his the machines he's hooked up to, and he goes no. <laughs> and it's it's like somebody doing a parody of Darth Vader. Yeah, and didn't that wasn't there another thing with that where they really kind of created this cool character that Darth Maul, the red red yes. and black face. Yeah. So so um, they killed him at the end of the first one. They chopped his legs off and threw him down a big hole. But they brought him back at the end of Solo. He, he has like a cameo. And then um, he's going to be back, I guess, either in the Obi-Wan series or the next season of uh, Mandalorian, which is, is cool. Like the, the newer Star Wars movies, for all the shit they get, I, I will say this, the, the like off story ones, Rogue One and Solo... Right. Solo was was good. I didn't like it as much as Rogue One, but Rogue One was really good. Rogue well, One Solo got panned pretty hard by I thought it was fine. I don't know why people hated it so much. I thought it was totally fine. Um Rogue One though was awesome. I think that's my favorite Star Wars movie actually because it it just tells the story of a bunch of people uh that you know are going to fail. Um, you know, the whole story is about them trying to destroy the Death Star and you know they're going to fail because the yeah. Death Star wasn't destroyed then. You know, it takes place in between like the first and second original movies or whatever. But but anyway, so like those movies, 
like they were really good. All of the newer movies are good. Even, even the, the reasons that people hate on them for don't make them bad movies. Right. I, I think they just maybe make them bad Star Wars movies. Right. If that makes sense. Like they just, they're done really well. The acting is good. The effects are good. Everything is good about them. It's just a lot of people didn't like where they went with the story, I think. Yeah. You know? Those even, three. I didn't even watch the new ones. Um, I still haven't seen the, the newest one, but the first one is actually really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and again, I think a lot of it has to do with it, the pacing because actually with these Star Wars movies, what they've managed to do that they don't seem to do with Star Trek anymore, at least, is they keep the continuity of um, uniforms and, and technology style. Uh, right. Like, so for example, when you're inside a spaceship, you know, all of the, the consoles look the same. The screens look the same on everything. Um, even though this is 40 years after they were making the original movies, they basically didn't update the look of anything. They just made the effects look nicer, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so with the Star Wars movies, I don't want to ramble on too much, but um, they just, they had no right to be as bad as they were. And I, I have to just give them... The, the top spot because because they could have been so much more they were telling a really cool story so much and, money and so and much so much budget. money yeah so much budget went into it and that was the other thing too he george lucas went overboard on the the computer effects yeah. at a time when computer effects weren't amazing no those, those movies out yeah those movies went from 99 to 2004 and at least when you were doing movies um, with so much CGI that you had to do the whole thing in front of a, a green screen, it looked like shit then. Yeah. If you were just throwing an element in here and there or doing a spaceship, it looked fine. You could make it look fine. But when you're making the entire movie in CG, it looks like shit. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that for those. <laughs> so I have three more movies. So, and look, you know, I'll, I'll run through them, but. I don't know if you've seen any of them, to be honest. Maybe you have. Um, so the next one on my list, 1997, Lost Highway. I haven't seen that. I, I'm familiar with it, or I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. Um, I, I did not see this in the theater. I saw it um, on television, but David Lynch film. Oh, Jesus God, director, yeah. Um, Bill Pullman, Patricia Arquette. Um, and convicted murderer Robert Blake. Did he get convicted? He did, right? Um, he get off. I think, yeah, Robert Blake, he, he's the one who uh, killed, his, killed his like baby mama or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he got convicted. I'm pretty he's sure. a bad guy in this movie, and he's a real fucking weirdo. You could tell he was a real weirdo in real life in this movie. So it's considered neo-noir film, which I think is code for weird for the sake of being weird. Um, you know... The movie does everything artsy fartsy to the max. That's very Lynchian. And <laughs> you know, like just so you can do these artsy fartsy films and make them good or pretty or whatever. This movie is not that. Now, actually, this is the 61% on Rotten Tomatoes for some fucking reason. It's the but, artsy fartsy. A lot of people are really um, yeah. The soundtrack is even artsy-fartsy. David Bowie, Marilyn Manson, Trent Reznor, 
Smashing Pumpkins. They all did like weird songs for it. Um, the film structure was called Psychogenic Fuge um, instead of a standard logical story. So, yeah. I mean, you need a fucking degree in philosophy and stuff to watch this movie. It uh, sounds kind of like Mulholland Drive. Yeah, but... you've seen that one. Well, that's David Lynch too, right? Yeah, and, and that one is kind of... It's... it's after a certain point, it's extremely hard to follow. Yeah, but the that's what he is, does. Maybe that was the mainstream version of this movie. And like, it might have been that it might have been a more refined uh, try at that kind of movie because it was like ninety nine or two thousand, I think. Yeah. So it was after this one. I put weird, stupid, pretentious garbage. <laughs> Just you know, I remember watching it and I'm trying to follow it, and I I didn't know back then what the fuck psychogenic fuge was, and I'm like, wait, she was dead in the last scene. What the fuck is he murdered her? Oh no, wait, now they're. It, I don't even remember a lot of the movie. I just remember it was so fucking. You know, even back then, I mean, I probably didn't see it in '97. I might have saw it. Um. I can even kind of remember when I saw it. I probably saw it in 2003, 2004 range on TV. And um, I was just like, man, this is just weird and not not good weird. You can do good weird. And that was not good weird. Yeah. Uh, so the next one on my list, and this is hard. I got two and I'm not sure which one I want to. Okay. I think I'm going to do it like this. 2005. Action film revolver. I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. Was that was that a the Guy Ritchie movie? It's a Guy Ritchie movie with okay. Jason Statham's the main character. Ray Liotta's the bad guy. Um, it was originally released in the UK only, but re-released in the US in 2007. Um, I saw this on TV. Um, 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um it was weird again, a weird movie, but again, not in a fun way. Um, Statham's character is the classic out for revenge guy. Um, lots of weird action that hadn't like no dialogue with it. And then all of a sudden, mid movie, kind of like the jarring thing with the Sam Jackson thing, it turns into a cartoon. I think I've seen this. It starts that sounds being, familiar. It's, after this bullet is shot, it, the bullet becomes a cartoon, and then they all become cartoons, and it makes it, no sense. And so I was reading about it, and I guess Guy Ritchie, I think he married, married Madonna for yes. a little, yep. little while. Yep. He, he got into something called Kabbalah yep. and numerology, so he with this Kabbalah numerology mixed with some Buddhism, um, he wanted to incorporate that all into this film, those three things, and that's that. It really shows, you know. That's if I could describe this movie, I would say it's a guy that that got weird and started fucking Madonna and got into numerology and decided just to make the weirdest action movie that he could. He he had a reputation, maybe he still does, I don't know, but uh, 
he made a lot of very like frenetic action movies like that though where you know there'd be these action scenes that were like uh, there's like a lot of first person stuff and it'd be just really fast and crazy and hard to follow and everything yeah but some of those are good i i know what you're talking about he made um he's got a newer one out that um had the guy from sons of anarchy in it um well i'm i'm not even saying necessarily that's a bad thing i'm just saying that's kind of his style right um and it sounds like this was kind of like that but i i think i i think i have seen it though because i remember that cartoon thing that sounds familiar so fucking jarring made no sense there was no reason for it not like the movie was like had anything to do with comics or it was just terrible and I, it earned its 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, okay. So my number one, and it, it's close to all these other ones, but finally we talked about Bruce Willis earlier. <laughs> 2017, this is one of the ones where he was obviously just taking money, doing whatever. I don't know if he, I think he got a divorce and maybe just that cost him a lot of money. Um called Once Upon a Time in Venice. It's I don't know if I ever even heard of that one. Starring Bruce Willis. L- listen to this fucking cast. And then I got a I got a funny thing with this one. The cast is Bruce Willis, that Thomas Middleditch, uh co-starring Famka Jansen, Jason Momoa, John Goodman, and Adam Goldberg, which you've seen him in movies. I mean, if you saw the picture of him, he's he's one of the guys that's in the um, that uh, Brad Pitt, um, uh, killing Nazis. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's one of the guys in that. Um, so it's Bruce Willis is playing a, a chill private detective in you know Venice, um, which is a neighborhood in LA. Um, you know, Bruce Willis plays private detectives a lot. His best film where he's a private detective was The Last Boy Scout, which is an amazing film. I'm not even joking. Like, that's one of them. It's in my top 10 favorite movies. Did you? I actually saw this is sort of off topic, but I actually saw his version of um, uh, what's the remake of the Bronson movie he did? Uh, the remake of what? He remade that uh, Charles Bronson movie a few years ago. Oh, yeah. I didn't even bother watching because everybody said it was fucking garbage. It was it was bad. But you know what? It was it was if you want to just turn your brain off and watch just a revenge <laughs> porn. It was fine. It was totally okay. fine. I didn't even you know, I probably had this movie on my mind when I heard that movie was so bad. I'm like, I'm not fucking watching that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um the yeah my mind is totally blank and I, <laughs> I know what you're talking about though the uh charles bronson somebody kills his wife so then he yeah. and starts killing every which i gotta say i finally watched those uh death wish death wish yeah i finally watched the original one of those a couple of years ago for like the early 70s it's, it's br- almost it's almost like rape porn it's fucked up like it's bad. I haven't yeah. watched. I probably haven't it's watched bad. that movie in twenty years, but I do remember that. I, if you watch some old uh, Trek Norris movies too, 
They're like that. They're before real, he got real Jesusy. Yeah, but before he got real Jesusy, they're real rough. There's this one. Oh fuck, damn! It's not in my bad movies list because you'd probably really like it. It's a horror movie. He actually did a horror movie. Who? Chuck Norris, where he's a cop, he's a sheriff, and uh, this guy at the beginning of the movie is beats his wife to death with a baseball bat, and then I think uh, the cops kill him. You're talking I'll... about the classic Silent Rage. Silent Rage. Riff Tracks has done that, and it's a oh, great movie. It is a great, great movie, movie. But you know, great movie. the for some reason, the whole love story part makes no sense. It shouldn't nope. be in the movie. And the part the with the biker gang is just like, they're like, we can shoot in this bar for one day. Let's fucking do it. It makes no sense. But there's parts in that movie, if they just got rid of that whole love thing with that girl, it actually would have been a good movie. But they had to do that because it was like the 70s or something. It was... Uh... I think it was the late 80s, maybe the early 90s. It's not as old as you think. Really? I, th- I yeah. was 79, 80. Um, Silent Rage. It's, uh, oh, actually, it's older than I thought. Yeah, 82. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking late 80s. Sense. Okay. Yeah. Because it has a 70s feel to it. Um, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't even know how we got that. That's a good, that, that's a good bad movie. It's 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 not bad. It is it's, it is, it's bad, but it's not bad. <laughs> yeah, that guy. It, it's just a it's a fun plot. Yeah. Um. It's almost like it's almost a sci-fi. Yeah. It's like yeah. <laughs> so more about this Once Upon a Time in Venice has all these big actors in it. Um, the writing is fucking horrendous like you said with that one movie every good actor in this looks terrible the worst is that thomas middleditch he's the narrator for no apparent reason in this movie he narrates it and he's in it his character is so annoying and then the plot makes no sense uh they kidnap bruce willis's dog and he owes somebody money or I can't even tell you the thing, but here's the thing. And I posted this on Reddit years ago and it, it got downvoted, but it was, it actually drew a little discussion. This movie, and I'm not making accusations is a money laundering scheme. They, and you're not here, making accusations. You're just saying, you're stating it as a fact. I'm just you're saying not accusing that them of anything. Probable you're just saying that's what they're doing. That some producers or somebody in there they had some dirty money (laughs) they had cocaine money or something they pay all these big actors they have no script to work with there's no story to it most films and i say most especially most films after like a certain year you can find out what their budget is online i looked for half an hour you cannot find this movie's budget you can find what it made it made with everything with theaters worldwide blu-rays it made eight hundred thousand. <laughs> that's all it made 21 percent on rotten tomatoes which is way too high and <laughs> my last line that i wrote about this was the fbi should look into the making of this film <laughs> that somebody through that's the only i remember watching it and and i'm like 
I think I posted to Reddit as I'm watching. I'm like, this is a fucking money laundering scheme. Again, no accusations. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, but uh, that's the only thing that makes sense. Like paying these big actors to be in this movie that's nothing, that's not really a movie. And I, and then you can't find the budget. I bet you the budget's something like fucking insane. And they took well, that they money. They probably and- paid Bruce Willis more than $800,000 himself oh easily even with him not being as popular as as he is now he's probably not getting out of bed for less than a couple 10 15 20 million and then john goodman and jason momoa i mean it was a little early jason momoa but it is you never even heard of this one i don't think so Maybe, but there's been a few once upon a time in yeah. movies, so I think that's the only thing that's really ringing a bell. Yeah, don't don't watch it. It's um, it's that that's my theory on that movie. That, that it's a, <laughs> it was made to get wash some dirty money or something. That's the only way that that movie makes any sense. Um, okay, so moving on from my conspiracy theory. So that was that for the the movies. Now, you came up with the idea, and I liked it, that think of a, a movie, and I tried to think of more than one, and I couldn't think of more than one that, like, super fit this to me, but I'm sure there is. A movie that, the movie was good, even good to great, and then the end came, and it upsettingly ruined the movie. Okay. We may be talking about the same movie. I don't know. Okay. Oh, and... uh I just want to give a, a mention that uh, didn't quite make my list, an extra for bad films. Um, it's actually a poster there on your on your wall. Mm-hmm. Another Bruce Willis movie, The Fifth Element. Oh. No, I'm joking. That's that's a, that's a running joke that Kurt and I You had. know, I, I wondered if you were going to mention that one in your list, but I was like, you know, he hates the movie. I don't think he thinks it's like one of the worst movies though yeah that's exactly why i do hate the movie it's kind of a running joke because all my friends really like that movie and it's a big cult classic and i love bruce willis that's another thing too i'm a big bruce willis fan i love a lot of his movies and there was a there was actually another one that almost made my list was bruce willis m night Shyamalan movie um that they recently made a sequel for some reason unbreakable yeah it it just missed my list it was so disappointing i walked out of that movie it was a great idea and it was not a very good execution it's a cult classic now everybody loves it i tried dissing it online and they said they told me to go fuck myself so (laughs) but i just thought it was funny to bring up the fifth element when i saw it (laughs) i think i do have a poster of that yeah it's bottom right on my camera bottom right on your camera oh no that's uh star trek first contact oh and it looks like bruce willis i thought that was uh yeah um (laughs) that's picard that's Uh, data and that's the board queen okay i did actually intentionally orient my camera though because a lot of the movies that are on here are you know old schlocky you know 50s movies like sci-fi movies and stuff so um, I do have a Fifth Element poster. Maybe it's downstairs. I do have one. Yeah, I figured. I don't know you where did. it is. Because, uh, but that's just a funny inside joke. Um, so, what is your movie 
it was good or great until the end and and why and that's the thing i'll even say it was great it was great and then i wanted to punch my fist through the tv at the end law-abiding citizen oh wow no that was not yeah you i haven't that seen that movie enough i might i saw it once and i don't think i ever revisited it okay so gerard butler plays this guy i haven't seen it in a while because i can't bring myself to watch it again uh but he plays this guy whose family is killed and uh jamie fox is the slimy district attorney who uh gets them off on like a plea deal or something and when they get out of prison he tracks them down and tortures them to death and then he's and then jamie fox uh like starts coming after him and he starts killing all of uh jamie fox's uh people like at the da's office and stuff but the thing about the movie was jimmy fox was very clearly the bad guy he was he was his character is a slimy da who only cares about his conviction numbers and doesn't give a shit about justice like they very clearly established that about his character and but then at the end so so butler is like this uh this like genius like engineer or something so all of the things he comes up with um to like torture and kill everybody are like he's like a hundred steps ahead of everybody at every turn and then at the end of the movie all of a sudden jamie fox outsmarts him and and they kill him with a bomb (laughs) and i what i from what i heard was that that fox was was uh uncomfortable with being the bad guy uh so like midway through the movie they changed how it was going to end and they just threw in this shitty ending to to make him happy because he's such a prima donna yeah and yeah because it was a real shame because like he is it's i don't mind seeing the bad guy win but this was one of those movies where you want the bad guy to lose because he's a piece of shit right and and then he wins and he just unceremoniously wins like yeah. I said, they, they kill him with a bomb. They put a bomb in Butler's prison cell or something when he thinks that, I don't remember what happened, but like he thinks he like put the bomb somewhere else and they ended up like sneaking it under, under his bed or something. I don't know. But yeah, like it just didn't make any sense. Like he's ahead of them at every step of the game, multiple steps most of the time. And then, and then all of a sudden he's an idiot and they just put a bomb under his bed and kill him. Yeah, because Fox didn't didn't want to hurt his reputation as being like yeah which which was weird because like it was a good hateable character like it was a good character you know what i mean right um but then from i i I did some reading on it and stuff and yeah it's i guess he was just being a real prima donna about everything and he he like midway through the movie didn't want his character to be the bad guy anymore um so they they end up you know doing the whole well you know butler's character you know yes he was done wrong but he wasn't right for doing the things he did <laughs> and and it's like i don't know, I think any any reasonable person probably would have done the same thing if they had the capability yeah, sorry to a you point know? yeah you know it like it, it was just yeah it it i still get mad thinking about it now <laughs> it really pisses me off well mine again i kind of thought this might be yours um i don't know if we saw it together but um now, in fact, I think I saw this one with my wife. Uh, and 
after doing this pot, it kind of feels like um, piling on, but we only picked one M. Night Shyamalan movie on our list, so it's really not pop piling on, even though we mentioned them. Um, my movie, and it was a good to great movie in for most of the movie, Signs, 2002. Okay, so it's going good. It's real sus- suspenseful. Mel Gibson's really good in it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is good in it. It's sad. Um, he loses his wife. And then shithead McTwisty wants to come up with a funny thing at the end and swing away. I remember. So it's the wife telling him to uh, put the daughter to put water cups everywhere. And so these aliens that are going into cornfields, going into cornfields. Now I'm guessing on a anybody, planet where 70% of the surface 70% of the planet's water. And these aliens are doing shit in cornfields. I don't know if anybody that made this movie had ever been in a cornfield. You can be in a cornfield on a sunny day and it's wet. Yeah. You can like even if the even if the corn stalks aren't still wet, the ground is usually muddy in a corn muddy field, wet because the, the light never gets to it. Even the stalks, if the corn's fully grown like it is in the movie, yeah, it'll hold water. water you get wet. Yes, yeah. it's, it's wet. and so like you said, seventy percent of the fucking earth is water, and this fucking movie makes water what kills the aliens. They are going to invade. They want to invade for some reason to a planet that makes no sense for them. It rains. It also rains and snows. So this is the other thing. I've heard people defend this movie by saying, well, that's what War of the Worlds was. They came down here and and our bacteria killed them. Not the same thing. That that you could chalk up to like a miscalculation. You know, like they either somehow didn't know about bacteria or or didn't think it would be a problem or whatever. But water is water. Water is is yeah. it's it's not an element, but it's a you can simple, see it from space. It's a simple chemical compound that that the aliens would you would think know about. And, and a lot yes, of people see it from space. A lot of people don't like the world the war war of the worlds ending. I thought it was fine. And I thought that was a pretty good movie. Um but yeah, this I just remember like I was so like upset with that, like such a good movie, such a real deep movie, like good acting. And then it's just ruined because this guy wanted to keep his reputation as Mr. Surprise, Mr. Twist. And he couldn't come up with a better twist than that. Water? Water? Ugh. Fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. He's He is probably the most hit and miss director for that's sure. Ever lived. Like, I, I don't know if that means he's just not good. Like, it makes me wonder if just if you gave some average Joe several <laughs> million dollars to make a series of movies, would they do better than him yeah. overall? You know, it makes me wonder. I think he's he's got to be good to a point because a lot of his films are have good stuff in them, and then. I don't know. I, I don't know how much of it is him just trying to be cute. Really it makes me wonder if he's like, if he's pulling a George Lucas and like he has really good ideas, but then if he doesn't have someone there to, to rein him in a little yeah. bit and, and pull him back a little bit, he just goes way too far and does stupid shit. 
probably it's probably something like that. Well, Kurt, I think we did it. We definitely put the time in. <laughs> yeah, that was that was definitely a, a, a deep dive of a conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we hit a little bit of everything with that. Um, we're definitely going to do this again. I don't know the exact topic yet. We've tossed a few things around, but we'll figure it out. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. Yep. Bye, everyone.